Welcome to Connection Point. My name is Joshua Ritchie, and this is our pilot episode of the Connection Point podcast, geared at connecting Christian educators. Perhaps you are a Christian school teacher. Perhaps you are a homeschool teacher. Perhaps you're an administrator, a principal. Maybe you're an educator in a public school system. Regardless of your teaching location, it is my prayer and my hope that this will be a podcast of which you can receive enrichment. The whole purpose of this podcast is simply connecting Christian educators. Christian educators that hold to a Pentecostal holiness worldview will be the emphasis and the reason why I've chosen to go that option is as an f- educator myself of 13 years, I have been to conferences, seminars, Christian school, leadership summits, and workshops, whatever you want to call it, and they have been very beneficial, very helpful. But coming from a small church school setting that I grew up in, and have taught in similar settings, I have found that there's just not quite a niche there when you're looking at the the mainstream Christian school movement. And so that's not to that's not to call out or try to be derogatory toward some of the great Christian school organizations that are out there. But as a Pentecostal holiness minded educator I want to fill a void for providing a place where Christian educators that work in Pentecostal churches, maybe it's a church school as people call it, or an independent church school that's ran by an organization or a board of independent churches, or maybe you are working in a public school setting and are needing some help in being a Christian educator in that type of environment. You are possibly that parent that really is looking for community and help because you feel a conviction to educate your children at home in a homeschool setting, but yet you're, you want to know how you can create the best environment for that. These are a lot of different ranges. I realize that. But I do pray that if you've tuned into this podcast and you are involved in some capacity with discipling, educating, equipping the next generation for Christ, it is my prayer you will find help by tuning into this podcast. We plan to do this on a weekly basis as the Lord provides the resources. It's going to be a, a variety of different Uh, types of sessions. There may be some that are testimonial with other educators. Some podcast weeks will have professional development, whether it's best practices among the field of educators or new insights, things that are brand new or coming out, whether it's special apps, websites, resources, tools that you can use in your own teaching or administering, whatever it is that you are working in. We hope to be able to cultivate that professional development that you need 
Hopefully, this can be a bit of a respite from the, the busyness of your day or your week while you are engaged in the classroom, engaged in the offices, working with different personalities and different obstacles, situations that may come your way. I hope that you can find some help from another Christian educator to let you know, hey, you're not in this alone. You're doing good. Let God help you get through because our mission is not easy. It is oftentimes under-supported. It's overlooked. But it is a mandate from on high, and it is a calling. And you will not uh, find, <laughs> you may not find a lot of people um, thinking about it as a mission, uh, as a home mission project. But on this podcast, we look at Christian school as a home mission. And um, if you have a church school setting in particular, the only way that it can really flourish is if you have a body of believers in your church that that have the same conviction and they put their financial support toward it. They give their own time to invest toward it. They try to find qualified workers and get the best um, resources available. That's really the only way it can work. People got to get connected with people and let God's work be accomplished. You know, that that's one reason we've chosen this title to be Connection Point is because we have our own points. We have our own places. If you were to look at a map, I thought about calling it Compass Points because I, I personally love maps. I love geography. I love to look at, you know, different um, apps of the earth and kind of just investigate for myself. But I've often seen missions displays with the world map and little flags or pins, you know, in place where missionaries are scattered around the world proclaiming the gospel. And I I think of that in... um, my heart goes out to every missionary and I love, I love missionaries. I love to support them. We've been actively involved, my wife and I, in supporting missionaries. We've been on mission trips and I love the opportunity. And, but yet I also see mission fields right here in our own communities, in our own states, in our own fellowships when we have children that are needing not only an education, not only to have a proper education to be able to operate in the world around them, to have the knowledge and the skills necessary. You know, we, we talk about the three R's, the reading, writing, and arithmetic. But to do it through a biblical lens, a biblical worldview, if, if the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, as the Scripture says, if the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and, and the beginning of knowledge, as we also read in the scriptures, then how much more should we make it our mission to communicate that through every subject, through every core building block of a child's education? We see in the public school realm that that's just not possible. It's not a thing, whether it's through the courts or governments or atheistic, agnostic 
leaders in the schools. They, they've tried to stamp out every part of religion, and we see what has come in in its place. And that's really how the Christian school movement uh, came into fruition in the United States when the courts ruled God out of the public sector. And uh, we can go into that in another time, in another podcast, but we all have seen the results of such things. So, again, this is just the pilot, just to get started for what the Lord will allow us to be able to share. It is a very targeted audience. This podcast may not uh, be everyone's um, thing, but if you or someone you know is involved in teaching children, Perhaps it's not even in a school system. Maybe it's a youth pastor, youth leader, equipping young people in, in some type of capacity of learning, of education, of training. Then I hope that we can be a help to you. I plan to bring on various teachers, educators, and get their story, get what brought them into education, where they're going, as well as... If you have resources, if you have things and you're listening and you would like to suggest a resource or suggest a story or um, whatever you might have that could be of interest, I would encourage you to contact us through the information on the podcast site and see if we can um, connect that way. We need each other. We need each other to be able to do God's work God's way. And so I do hope that we can promote fellowship among like-minded individuals. I said a few moments ago that I've been to large Christian school organization meetings, conferences, and I have benefited from them. I have enjoyed the networking. I've enjoyed gaining uh, resources and tips, and I've read the books, and, and I love it all. But... There seems to be a different mindset, if you will, to what what is exactly the end goal. That yes, we want. If you were to ask any leader in a large Christian school group, and I say large as in mainstream, big, you can have a large Christian school and be, uh, you know, out of a church school setting, like some of you are that I'm sure that are listening. But um, there's a difference when I mention Pentecostal, holiness, conservative believers. We put an emphasis on the spirit. We put an emphasis on sanctified living. We put an emphasis on spiritual as well as academic. And that is something you do not find in a lot of mainstream or large movements of Christian schools. You'll find excellence in sports programs, excellence in professional development for the educators, um, you know, whether it's competition in the academic realm with um, speech meet, science fair, math competitions, and all of that is wonderful, and I think we need to pursue it. But it, it seems to follow a model that is more public school minded even in some of my graduate work i received my masters earned my masters in education a number of years ago and there was even in the discussions of higher ed for christian school workers it the the idea was to pattern after the public school but do it with a christian twist 
And again, this is introductory, so we won't get into all the details of what that means right now. But let let me just say from, I believe that that's not the correct place to start. I believe the correct place to start for Christian teachers, in, for teaching Christian students in a Christian school, a Christian homeschool, is to start with teaching them the fear of the Lord, as we read in the Scripture. It must start with a biblical worldview, a biblical foundation from which all other subjects must flow and all other um, leadership styles and, and models of a school and what, what, uh, what a portrait, if you want to use that phrase, what the portrait of a graduate from that school would look like. When, when you think at the end point, you know, you might, have, you might be teaching first graders. You might have a daycare or preschoolers. And should Jesus tarry, they're going to go through all those grades of school, and they're going to graduate. And they're, after graduation, they have a lot of different choices, whether they go into post-secondary work, whether they go into vocational school, whether they just get them a good job. But what does the portrait of that graduate really look like? What spiritual foundation do they have that encompasses and and completely absorbs, goes through every bit of academics that they have? Because as a Christian educator, I believe you can't learn science without seeing the hand of God, even from the beginning, from the creation of the world. A Christian education should still equip a student to know what the other views are. So if you're in science, you you need to a student needs to know what evolution is about, who started it, what do they believe, what evidence or lack thereof do they have to support their hypothesis. But they also need to see the scriptural side to why we don't believe in that, why we don't hold to that view. And even within Christianity, if you were talking about evolution and science, there's some other views in between there that tries to create a gray side. And so Christian educators need to be equipped. We need the skills. We need the ability to be academic and to be academically excellent. Christian schools should not be a second-rate institution just to shield students from concepts or topics that could come up in a public school. Please hear me out on this thought. It, it, it's, we're not just trying to pull our kids out to tell them what we want them to know, but we are firm believers that Christian education is that. It is a Christ-centered root of all learning of all education at any topic, any subject, maybe it even comes up to substance abuse or what morality is in an immoral society, in a sensual society. How does one govern themselves? How does one how does one uphold the scripture in setting that guard before their mouth or setting no wicked thing before their eyes? In, in everything that they take in, that they see, because eventually those students are going to grow up. 
and they're going to graduate and they're not going to have a teacher or a mom or a dad or even a pastor in some cases telling them what they should or shouldn't do. They've got to get it for themselves. And that's where Christian education comes in. We want to be able to communicate the gospel and equip students in every subject, in the fine arts, in the practical arts, in the sciences, in the literature, in the grammar, in all things. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, admonish us, us as believers about the Scripture. When, when Paul writes that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God, and we know Bible scholars will know that inspired, their inspiration means God breathed it. It's, it's given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable. That means it's good. It is, it is for your benefit. It produces a profit to the person that takes heed to it. It's profitable for what? Doctrine, reproof, correction, and instruction in righteousness. Four, four areas right there that, yes, we're talking about the Bible and what, it, and what this Word of God is and what it does, but that also should be what Christian school is all about. To teach, doctrine is simply teaching, proper, correct teaching. So the Christian school teacher or the homeschool mom or dad is primarily teaching a student, teach, giving them information that they didn't know before and how to apply it in their own life, not just to regurgitate, not just to repeat after me, but to give Give them the information and the tools that they can make good decisions for themselves based on proper teaching, doctrine. The other part of that scripture is reproof. It lets you know when, when, you, sh- when you don't do what you're supposed to do. Here, so doctrine is telling you what's, what's right. Repro- reproof is telling you what's wrong. And when you're not doing right, then you have to have correction. And that's the correction is that mode of whether it's discipline, punishment, a redirective behavior, a coping mechanism, as they may say in some schools. And then finally, instruction, instruction in righteousness. So as all scripture is given by inspiration of God, I'm going to be a teacher here for a minute and make sure we repeat this to make sure we all hear it. All Scripture is given for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness. And as you teach your, your students, as you teach your children, you want to teach them what's right and tell them what's wrong. And this is what happens when you do wrong, and this is how to avoid doing wrong or how to not do wrong in the future if you have fallen. And that's what the Word of God is for us, and that's what a good Christian school should consist of, following the principle from 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. Friend, you have embarked on a high and holy calling, and I'm about to tell you something you've probably heard already, but you probably need to hear it again, and that is 
do not get discouraged. If you're listening to this at the start of your school year, I know for myself, there were many times I start the year, everything's clean, fresh, ready to get going and have a good year. And then within the first few days, you're already feeling stretched, already already feeling pushed, (laughs) already wondering, okay, what did I get myself into? Can I really get through this? But you can. We strive for excellence in everything we do. Now, with that being said, there's going to be times that the best you can do may not be excellent. Yep, I said it. There may be times you feel like you're barely getting by. And that's not that's not the rule that we should live by. We should be striving. And we should, every opportunity, enhance our, ourselves, let ourselves develop and do better. But when you feel like you have been a little sub sub standard on it get up and go again get up and try again always strive for excellence and god will fill in the gaps as christian educators as spirit-filled believers we we truly live and allow the lord to lead us through those divine moments when the spirit speaks through us And yes, I'm a firm believer that God does that in Christian schools. I believe God can bring things to our remembrance even in history class, even in discussing ancient literature. The Lord knows how to capitalize on the little that we have to give at times. If we don't feel like we've got the expertise or the skills, oftentimes in Christian schools, you've got a teacher that is teaching more subjects than they are familiar with or very comfortable with. You know, in a public school or public college, you get a degree or a major in one particular field, whether it's in English or social studies or whatever it may be. And in a public school setting, under normal circumstances, you're only qualified and equipped and they're only legally allowed to let you teach where your experience is where your degree is and there may be some exceptions to that but i believe that's the standard in a christian school you may not be so privileged to do that you might be teaching multiple subjects over multiple grades and you sometimes feel like you have to get by now again i'll repeat what i said earlier Christian schools shouldn't be second-rate institutions. Christian schools shouldn't just seek to get by just to get their kids through school so so they they have the satisfaction of knowing they weren't in public school. It should be so much more than that. But it starts with educators that consecrate themselves to God and let the Lord fill in the pieces as they study, as the teacher studies, to show themselves approved, letting God enhance our good qualities and develop our not-so-good qualities. And he can. I know he can. So whatever time of year you may be listening to this podcast, I hope and pray that it gives you some encouragement to keep on with the mandate, keep on with the mission, God brought you here for a season, for a reason. 
You may be a long-term teacher. You may be brand new. God knows where you're at, and he knows what to do. So just yield to him, and he'll help you through it. Well, I've enjoyed being able to share with you today. I look forward to more opportunities and more professional growth and testimonials from other teachers in the field as the Lord allows. So please check back in. Stay tuned with us. This is Connection Point.